morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 73 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Uh, we've got a lot, a lot, a lot to get into this week. Um, we'll go ahead and do that by jumping straight into the breakdown. So the breakdown is a weekly roundup of news. And unfortunately, this week we have some very, very sad news to start out with. Um, and, and it was some sad news that came out of NOLA yesterday as the Gold announced that Sean Riley had passed away at the age of 30 after some severe heart complications. Uh, he just played with the Ohio Aviators in the World 10 Series in Bermuda just a few months ago. So I wanted to make sure I read the, the statement from the NOLA Gold and just sent my condolences out to Sean's friends, family, teammates, um, and of course everyone at the NOLA Gold organization. So I'll go ahead and read you this statement. It's with heavy hearts that we inform you of the loss of our teammate Sean Riley. Yesterday evening we lost Sean in a battle with severe heart complications. We will always remember Sean's giant smile and generous and loving soul. He will always and forever be a part of our team. Quote, it's an honor now and forever to call Sean Riley a brother of ours. His dedication, unrivaled work ethic, and how he carried himself as a person is everything that we all want and hope to be. Our entire 2021 season will be in honor of Sean Riley. Godspeed, brother, end quote. And that's from general manager of the Noble Gold, uh, Ryan Fitzgerald. Gerald and head coach Nate Osborne. So, uh, very sad stuff. Like I said, just wanted to make sure we send our condolences out to Sean's friends, family, teammates, and everyone at the Gold organization. Uh, so rest in peace, Sean. Uh, so, obviously, bummer. We have to start off the show with, with such sad news, but wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. So, now uh, we'll go ahead and transition into some of the rugby news from this week. Um, and if you recall, last on last week's show, I mentioned that Shane Skinner had stepped down from uh, the, the CEO president spot of the Seawolves, and the Seattle Seawolves wasted no time promoting his replacement, which is kind of what it sounded like, as I mentioned on the show last week and in their statement. They were going to try to promote from within, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read you this. It said, Seawolves named Brian Jones president of business operations, uh, elevating the veteran sports executive and our chief commercial officer. Jones steps into his new role ready to help tackle our next stage of growth. Um, so Brian Jones is uh, has some Denver ties. According to that release, he did some work for the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Uh, and so that might be somebody we try to get on the podcast. That could be an interesting uh, interview. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. So that's one of the things we talked about last week. Another thing we talked about last week was that the Dallas Jackals withdrew from the 2021 season. They are pushing their inaugural season to 2022 sound like based on a lot of different reasons uh, but some more big news kind of in that light heading into this 2020 season came out this week for this time from the san diego legion as they announced that they are moving their entire operation to las vegas for the 2021 season so i'll go ahead and read you their statement a message from the san diego legion thank you to all san diego legion fans for your support and patience during this challenging time you're all critical to our continued long-term success we will announce further details on our 2021 season as soon as possible so uh, their message due to the impact of covid 19 in southern california san diego legion will play its 2021 major league rugby home matches in las vegas nevada we are in the process of finalizing the arrangements and we will announce further details as soon as possible in the meantime, we thank our fans for their support and patience. We remain focused on delivering the MLR championship title to the San Diego, to San Diego in 2021. Um, that was posted on Monday afternoon. So I haven't seen anything coming out yet. I wouldn't be surprised if I see something on Friday. 
Um, and I, I just know, you know, coming on the heels of the Jackals news, and this was kind of the next big piece of news that came out, uh, I'm not really sure what it all means for MLR, but I saw a lot of people that are in the know saying that this will not be the last type of these announcements. So, uh, and you got to remember, I know we talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. I have to remember the Toronto Arrows haven't announced their plans for the season yet. Um, and I'm pretty sure those plans aren't going to involve playing in Toronto because if you look at some of the examples in the other sports, like the Toronto Raptors and the NBA aren't even playing in Toronto right now. They're playing down in Florida. Um, so we're going to hear something from them. I would assume, based on this San Diego news, we're going to hear something out of Los Angeles as well because the Giltinis, I would assume, again, if we're talking about the same guidelines in Southern California, are not going to be able to, to run their operation out of California as well. As well. So a couple of things to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, some big announcements going to be coming down the pipe here with the season supposed to start here uh, in March 20th. Um, so those things we'll keep an eye on. And of course, as they as they come out and as they drop, I will be updating uh, the site and the Twitter, of course. So I'll keep everybody in the loop. Um, and that's kind of the last little bit of MLR news I saw for the week. Uh, something. So we'll go ahead and transition into the next piece of the breakdown. I wanted to talk about the Colorado XOs officially being introduced. So... But for those that don't know, this is what the transition from the Rugby Town Crossover Academy's November camp this is kind of what it's leading into. Uh, the Colorado Exos. This is the team that will be competing in the spring of 2021. Um, and, and Friday, I know, was like really the first big announcement. It was the first big release. They announced the whole roster. Um, I put a piece up on the DMVR.com. If you want to go check that out, make sure you just click on the Rugby tab. Should be the last thing up there before this podcast uh, comes out. So. Uh, listed the roster. I know there's been a couple of changes to that roster already, just because I know this is a very fluid situation. Kind of, if you listen to the episode I did with Peter Pask, um, I think that was back before Thanksgiving. He talked about how it was going to be a kind of a revolving door. They're always going to be recruiting guys. Guys are always going to leave to go to pursue different things. Um, so this was kind of the first time, you know, everything has kind of been made public, and it was a very interesting reaction. I thought some good, some bad. Um, but I'm excited to see what's going to come out of it. Like I've, like I've kind of pounded the drum on this show before I've had a lot of the, the high end people on this podcast talking about the, the purpose of it and the goals for it and what it's all going to look like. And, and with COVID and everything else, it's still a very fluid situation, but they, like we've talked about on the show, they've been here for two weeks now. Um, they've been training. I watched a lot more training this week than I did last week. They've been in the gym. These guys are incredibly strong. Uh, so and it's honestly looking a lot better than I anticipated it looking this early in the process. So that's always cool to see. Uh, so this is, like I said, interesting reaction, um, kind of expected what I saw from some people, kind of, you know, kind of didn't from some other people. Um, but it's going to be a cool thing to follow along with and keep an eye on. And I'm excited to cover it. I'm excited to watch some rugby again. So hopefully uh, COVID numbers continue to decrease here in Colorado and we can uh, we can see some rugby and we can see, you know, what these elite, you know, football players, basketball players, track and field athletes, wrestlers can do on the rugby field as they learn, learn a new sport. So, uh, like I said, rosters change a little bit. I know that Addie Brown has decided to, to leave. Um, they've signed a couple more people to come in. Um, you know, fill out the program a little bit. And it's like, like Peter said, it's a very fluid process. Uh, one of the big people they just signed, though, I know is, is Taryn Beckham. So that's Odell Beckham Jr.'s cousin. Um, and he, you know, he's got a huge following. I think he has over half a million followers on Instagram. He's making big YouTube videos and stuff like that. And he's, he seems really excited to come out. This guy's like in incredible shape. One of like the, the biggest, like 
bulkiest, strongest people I think I've ever seen in my life. I watched a little bit of his tryout last week. Um, so even just like if we're looking for him at it from like a grow the game perspective, his following and how excited he is about coming to try out rugby and the cool content I think he's going to make like when he gets here. I think in his last YouTube video, he says he's coming to Colorado uh, first week of February, first or second week of February. So I think that's all awesome stuff. And like it's all about growing the game, right? If that's what a lot of people say and just even him being excited, as excited as he is, he's already talked about on Instagram and stuff like how much he wants to help shine a light on rugby and all that. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be good for the sport. Um, I think a lot of people are already taking an interest in rugby just based on, you know, his YouTube videos and his uh, Instagram posts and stuff like that. So I'd recommend checking that out. That's all pretty cool stuff. It's cool insight into, you know, the process and uh, what his tryout was like and all that stuff. And if you look closely, you may see me in the background. Um, and like I said, uh, kind of going back to last week's show, I know of a couple matches. I don't want to say anything till it's all true and confirmed. And unfortunately, like because of that, it might not be for a while just because of how fluid everything is. And, um, it, you know, it's no different than anything else in life that we've experienced this far. You make a plan, the plan changes in a week and it changes every week until we get to, to the set date. So uh, I don't, yeah, like I said, once once it's all confirmed, set in stone, I'll, I will be sure to let everybody know about that. Um, but it's exciting stuff. It's kind of cool to see it all come together. Um, and I think people are really going to like it. They're going to like the uniqueness of it all, and they're going to like watching these guys play. So uh, that kind of does it for my XO stuff. Oh, I guess I should mention, too, a big reason that Taryn is coming to the XOs. He's coming to Colorado uh, to play rugby is because of our, our guest on the show, Malik Bryan. I'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the interview portion of the show, though. So the last thing I wanted to talk about in the breakdown before we get to the, all the rugby you could watch this weekend uh, USA Rugby Women's Eagles are opening the 2021 Rugby World Cup as of today. They announced it on Thursday. Uh, the Eagles are going to play the opening match, which is pretty cool. That's super exciting. It's going to be awesome for them to get that big stage. So I'll go ahead and read you the release. The Rugby World Cup 2021 schedule has been announced with the USA Women's 15s national team set to play the opening match against Europe 1 on Friday, September 17th. With kickoff at 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and so obviously that's 5.45 p.m. here, so that's not even like a late match. We will be able to watch it, which is cool. Pool play continues uh, on Wednesday, September 22nd, again at 7.45 Eastern Time, so 5.45 here. And Monday, September 27th, uh, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time, so 7.15 p.m. Mountain Time, with the U.S. facing rivals Canada and Asia 1, respectively. The USA-Canada match marks, marks the first time North America's greatest rivals have met in the pool stages. Uh, knockout stages take place as follows. So Saturday, October 2nd, quarterfinals begin. Friday, October 8th, semifinals begin. And then Friday, October 15th, finals begin. Uh, so we hope that the women's Eagles are playing in those matches. Uh, you can find the the whole Rugby World Cup 2021 match schedule in local time on USA Rugby's website. Matches will be featured on NBC Sports' family of networks in the United States with exact channels to be announced at a closer date. So obviously another thing we'll keep an eye on as we kind of creep up to, to September. Um, quarterfinals include the top two from each pool and the best and the two best third place teams nations are seeded one to eight based on the position they finish in their respective groups and most competition points scored with seeds one versus seeds eight seeds two versus seeds seven and seeds three versus seeds six and seeds four versus seed five bonus points returned from rugby world cup 2021 
Uh, quote from Eagle, women's Eagles head coach Rob Kane, friend of the program, quote, what a wonderful opportunity for us to open the Rugby World Cup. The importance and significance of this won't be lost on us as a group. This is an exciting occasion to put down our marker on the tournament. And with all eyes on the game itself, we can make some new fans along the way. End quote. Uh, World Rugby chairman Sir Bill Beaumont said, with, quote, with less than eight months to go until Rugby World Cup 2021 kicks off in New Zealand, anticipation and excitement is really starting to build for fans and players worldwide. There's a very real unstoppable momentum building behind the rise of women in rugby now, and 2021 will be a year like no other, providing a unique opportunity to continue to accelerate the growth and profile of the sport as women's rugby rightly is set to own center stage this year, end quote. Uh, so we're going to have to get Rob Kane back on. If everyone listened to that episode with Rob back when they were doing their residency program here a couple months ago, he said he was going to come back on. I didn't even throw it out, but he offered, so we're going to take it. Uh, we need Rob to come back on the show uh, a little bit closer to Rugby World Cup, and when we'll talk to him about his thoughts on the squad and, and what the schedule shapes up to look like here in the next few months. So that's exciting stuff. wanted to make sure I mentioned that because that's, like I said, that's exciting stuff, and, and I know we're all itching to return to watch international rugby. So... Uh, last but certainly not least, I guess I said that the women's rugby update would be the last thing, but I lied. I forgot. I just, I'm glad I make notes for this. But last but certainly not least, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned our guy, friend of the program, Zach Paunga, is fighting in his second pro MMA fight on Friday night. That's former Raptor Zach Paunga. Um, had him on in the summer. I think it was in July. Talked a little bit about his his rugby career. He was a guy that played for the the pro rugby Denver Stampede organization played for the Raptors for a long time played football at CSU uh, played for the Houston Texans I'll link that episode in the article that houses this podcast but I recommend everyone go check that out um, I thought that was a really good episode Zach's a really cool guy um, and, and when we had him on last time that was like two weeks before his first pro fight his first pro fight was on July 31st I watched that fight, he fought somebody named Zach Cavender and just kind of completely dismantled him, just wore him down the entire fight. I don't think our guy Zach broke a sweat. Uh, it was cool to watch. I've never like really had anybody in the know uh, like competing in, in MMA. And so it was fun to ask him all the questions I, I've like been wondering about MMA back in July. And then it was cool to go watch him fight. So I'm looking forward to watching him fight again on Friday night. Uh, Zach, again, kind of connecting the dots here. Zach is boys with Curtis Blades, who's a big DNVR guy. So let's go out and support Zach if we can. If you're looking for something to do on Friday night, uh, make sure you check out the Legacy Fighting Alliance uh, 98. Fight starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that's whatever the time the main card starts. I don't know where he is in the lineup order, but make sure you're in front of your computer, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. It's 10 bucks subscription on UFC Fight Pass, so I wanted to make sure that uh, I mentioned that. So uh, good luck to Zach. Rooting for you, man. Uh, hopefully you can improve to 2-0 and um, and see where this MMA thing takes you. So with that, we'll go ahead and transition into the rugby that you can watch this weekend. So in Guinness Pro 14, we've got Scarlets versus Leinster uh, on Saturday, January 30th at 12.35 p.m. Sorry, my brain stopped working there for a little bit. You can catch that match on ESPN+. Plus. I probably said that wrong, so don't come for me, people. Uh, and then in the Premiership Rugby category, we got quite the slate of matches this weekend. We're in round seven, so on Friday, by the time you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you can catch these matches. you got Bristol Bears versus Bath Rugby. That's at 12.45 Mountain Time. Uh, we got Leicester Tigers versus Sale Sharks. That's at 12.45 Mountain Time as well on Friday. And then on Saturday, we've got Gloucester 
versus Northampton. That's at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, again, on Saturday, we've got Worcester Warriors and Exeter Chiefs. That's at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time as well. Um, and then on Sunday, we got two matches. we got London Irish versus Newcastle Falcons at 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And then at 8 o'clock on Sunday, we've got Wasps versus Harlequins. Um, you can catch all those matches on NBC Sports Gold. So no football on this weekend. I'm sure you're all not interested in watching that virtual Pro Bowl video game thing. So mix in some rugby uh, if your weekend. If you can, watch Zach's fight on Friday night and then mix in some rugby. That's uh, a good weekend to me. So now that kind of wraps up the breakdown. That wraps up the rugby we could watch this weekend. So I'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. Um, pumped to have my, my guy Malik Bryant back on. So for those that have been listening to the show consistently, first of all, thank you for doing that. Second of all, uh, you will have heard a small clip of Malik back at the Crossover Academy's November camp. Uh, I wanted to bring him back on just to talk a little bit more about his story and talk about you know what, what the, the program's been like, um, how he's been liking being with the XOs, what training's been like, all that good stuff. Uh, Malik is a scrum half. I, I think I forgot to mention that. Um, but I like Malik a lot. I think he he's a name that people should know. I think he's got a, a, a bright future in rugby, and I'm excited to watch him uh, play a little more rugby. He's one of the guys, I know if you listen to the last episodes too, one of the guys that, that comes to the, the program with some prior rugby experience. He's only one of a, a few guys that has actually played rugby before, played football at FIU, he played a lot of rugby at FIU. Um, it was interesting talking to him about playing 15s. He said he's only played one 15s match before. Uh, which I thought was was pretty interesting. I'm sorry, my, my uh, ringtone goes off. I always forget to mute my computer when I do this. But uh, like I said, excited for you guys to get to know Malik, excited to watch Malik play. And so with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO scrum half Malik Bryant. <laughs> All right, now welcome back onto the show. Colorado XO scrum half Malik Bryant. Malik, how's it going, man? It's going great. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, for those that have listened... Uh, especially these last couple months with this Rugby Town Crossover uh, Academy camp and, and the Colorado XO is kind of becoming a thing. Uh, they'll know that that this is your second time on the show, Malik. Um, but I wanted I wanted to get you back on. I feel like you're a name that, that people should know. So thank you for taking the time to come chat with me real quick. Thank you. Yeah, so Malik, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from? So uh, I'm from a, a town in Florida. It's called like Northport. It's like a small, like a small little city, just like 35 minutes from Sarasota. But um, a lot of people know me from from being from Miami, just because I went to school there and I stayed there for a couple of years. All right, very nice. So Malik, how, how did you get into rugby? I know I asked you a little bit about this when I talked to you at the camp, but uh, you ha you have a nice little high school football tape. I went and checked that out. Um, but but when I think of you, like I don't really think of you as like a football player. You've been playing rugby long enough. Uh, you're one of like the, the the few guys at this this team at this camp now that have rugby experience. So can you just kind of take us through like your high school football career and how, how you made your way to rugby? So I've been playing football for 16 years, and uh, it was funny because I remember I was speaking to one of my teammates during the uh, during a football game, right before a football game, because it was delayed because it was raining and storming. Mm -hmm. And I was telling about the rugby game that me and my brother was playing at home, and I was like, "Man, this sport looked interesting. I want to get into it." So and it was kind of so not to cut you off. You were playing like a video game or something? Yeah, from a video game. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Back, I think it was like 2014, and uh, I was telling them I want to try to sport out, and I think I'll be great in it. And a few of the guys were like, "Nah, I don't think you uh, you would like the sport." 
or no, nah, I don't think you'd be good at it because, you know, it's different from football. You know, you don't have pads on. I said, well, that all comes like, you know, you have to have courage mm-hmm. to play this sport, what it looks like. So I said, one day I'll try this sport out and I'll play it and I feel like I'll be great at it. So <laughs> called your shot, hey, Bruce. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So 2016 came. Don't know, it was 2015 actually. <clears throat> I tore my ACL on my senior year. Yeah. And, uh, I told ACL, MCL, pretty much anything in the knee that starts with or ends with L. Ooh. And um, you know, I got depressed, lost a lot of weight, and uh, you know, I started to lose like some of my uh, offers. The you know the good amount of offers I had, I have some good schools there. Yeah, and where what was which schools were looking at you? I had letters. I had letters from Marshall, and uh, I had a couple D two schools, but yeah. I think Marshall was my big one. Yeah, but um. And Marshall showed like a lot of interest. They were sending me letters telling me to uh to take the ACT, get my SAT score, uh, scores in. Yeah. But uh, I was so like depressed from tearing my ACL that you know I didn't I didn't think about any of that. I was just on bed rest. Right. So going after following that, I got into track four months out of surgery. I told my track coach I'll come back and I'll run track. He's like, no, nah, there's no way. You know, you just do out your whole leg. You have one leg, and actually came <laughs> back, ran track four months later. And we made it to uh we made it to districts. Yeah. We made it district, yes. And then county, our county, then districts, or however whichever one comes first. And then graduated, took a year off from football, just you know focusing on my body, and getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And then um I was just kind of just playing pickup football games. And then I saw a rugby team in Orlando because I, I was living in Orlando for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, man, I go out and, you know, check the sport out. Let me try it out. I always said I was going to try it out. So, you know, let me take this first step. So I went out there to one practice, <clears throat> kind of like got a taste of it. Not even, it was kind of like a tease because, mm-hmm. you know, we played like a little touch game, but I had no idea what I was doing or what I was getting yeah. myself into. So making nothing of it, I was like, all right, I got to set the FIU. Then that's when I moved to Miami. This is 2018 or 2017. Got accepted into uh, FIU. Then I was like, all right, I can't try out for the football team, so I need something to get in conditioning, like keep right. me in condition, so I'm ready for to play football. Then FIU ended up, it was like a sign almost. I don't know, <laughs> FIU had a rugby team. So what I did was I was like, all right, uh, I asked my girlfriend, I was like, should I go out there? She's like, yeah, you think, I think you should. You always talk about it. You should go out there and you know try it out, see how you like it. Right. So I went out there with the team. It was very opening, and uh, you know, I scored a try. First time we played like we played like a little touch game, mm-hmm. and I, I broke loose. I scored like maybe two, three tries, and I was like, "Man, I'm kind of liking this." Yeah, you know, it's fun, but it was in seven. So after that try, I had to rush back, get back on side. So right, I was right. dead, and I was out of condition. I didn't think it was like I didn't think anything of it of it being like how how it is now. Right, you know, sevens being like you know a conditioning test almost. Yeah. So. <laughs> They, they spoke to me. They was like, you know, we you should uh, start coming back out. You know, I feel like you'll be a great player. You know, they believed in me. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of guys there that was uh, coaching me up on things. And I only played – I played two – maybe two months, three months of rugby with FIU. Mm-hmm. That was the little experience – like the little experience that I had that I told you about. That's crazy. So we met the Sevens uh, – yeah, it was Nationals. Sevens Nationals in Colorado Springs. I mean, not Colorado Springs, but right here in Denver. Yeah. And at this same stadium that we practiced at. So it was funny. I was like, man, this stadium nice. I'm loving it here. <laughs> and we did a great job. I believe we got 13th in the nation. Yeah. And I had 
I had a couple hat tricks. Nice. It was fun. And yeah. that's how I got into rugby. That's sweet, man. So, like, I wanted to ask you because I feel like a lot of the, the stuff I've seen about you is uh, playing seven. So, like, have you played much 15s before? I played one game of 15s with them. Mm. Wow. So, and, uh, I would assume that's I like a. a there too. Oh wow! So yeah. you're just a natural. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know anything with space. I love and yeah. playing on the soccer. So right, I feel like it's a blessing. for sure. No, that's interesting, man. And again, that's what I wanted to ask is I wondered if you had played much 15s before, and, and kind of going back to like that 2018 year, um, I'd seen some, a video of you. Uh, it looked like you came close to like getting into the Team USA pathway in 2018, right? Got, what oh, kind of yeah. happened with that, and like, how did that all come about? So that came uh, after season, and uh, I was kind of just sitting on the couch at home, not doing anything after season, just resting. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend pulled up this uh, this tryout that they had in the area, and she was like, "You should go to this, you know, you know, get off your butt, you know, go <laughs> test yourself." And I was like, "Nah, like I'm out of shape, I don't want to go." Mm-hmm. And he signed me up anyways. So when she signed me. I, I made a promise to her if she signed me up for anything, I'll make sure I'd make the effort to actually go. Yeah. So she signed me up. We went and uh, we had to run a 30 meter pull up test and a vertical. Uh-huh. And like I smashed the numbers there. And then I got invited to uh, Colorado Springs to play. Like, they, like it was like a, the Team USA Training Center, I believe that's what it is. Right. Was. Yeah. That used to be down and south. I think it's still the, the Olympic stuff still down there for sure. Oh, yeah. It was, it was fun, but you know, it was like uh, it was new to me. Mm-hmm. Like they tested us on many different things. I wasn't lifting or anything, so I was like sore that whole camp. And that camp taught me a lesson, like you know, when you're ready, you don't have to get ready. Right. So at that camp, I made sure I stayed ready for anything that popped up, any tryout. So I started running, lifting. It taught me a lesson. Yeah. Um, we we practiced with the rugby team there. I forget the coach name that actually was uh having us run and go through drills, but uh, I, I learned a lot. You know, going through those drills. Yeah learn some things that I need to work on. And it was funny because my roommate at the camp is my same roommate now. Oh, Day really? Daytuan? Really? Yeah. That's interesting. But that's how me and him met. Oh, that's cool. Man, I'm starting to learn. Like, I know we, I just saw that story with, with Dan and Sean, how they didn't even, like, see each other at all until that November camp, too, and they bumped into each other and went to high school. That's crazy. That's all, like, such a small world, man. Every Like, every day I feel like I learned something like that. <laughs> Like you're in the right place at the right time. For sure. So, uh, so you're at this this camp in the springs, right? Um, that's you yeah. said that's 2018, or is that spill over like into 2019? What what t- what year is that happening? That was mid 2018. Okay. Like it was like July maybe. Okay. So then, how how did like the the you know how did you get recruited to the XOs then? Like, what was that process like? I would assume. Uh, Peter Pask re- reached out to you, but like, what was that like? How did how did you learn about this opportunity? So the opportunity it happened like I was on the FIU football team. Right? Uh huh. I had just tried out. I went there. Uh, you know, crushed the tryout. I made the team, but it's just you know I was a senior. COVID was limiting the amount of games. You know, the coaches had seniors that they wanted to advertise for the uh, the NFL. So the coach pretty much told me that I wasn't going to get much reps. And it's my senior season, so I was like, all right, well, I need to finish up with school. Yeah. And put my focus somewhere else. So, you know, I you know, I walked away from football. That's when my mom told me, like, you know, like, maybe, like, you know, you've been playing football for 16 years. 
but I just felt like you picked up rugby naturally, and that just might be your sport. And yeah. it was hard for me to admit it, but you know, it took mom to tell me that that's uh, that you know I love rugby more, and I just didn't see it, but she seen it in me. Yeah. So this was last year. This happened. This was uh or twenty. Yeah, this was like okay. September, wow. Dang. All right, it was early September, late maybe late September, and I was like, all right, mom, like you know, I'm about to get back to rugby. So I started training with a a club in Miami called Soul Flow. Mm-hmm. A lot of athletes there. They very uh, open. You know, they taught me a little, like a lot of things about rugby. I started going through drills, make sure I stayed ready for another tryout. Yeah. So, I uh, after that, following that, I I went to the track. I used to have this track on the beach, Miami Beach. I used to train at, run. I do my pull-ups there, mm-hmm. and I ended up running to the guy. He played for the CFL, and I ran into another guy named uh, Luis Badillo. People mm-hmm. know him as the fastest feet in the world. Mm-hmm. He was doing track workouts, and it's a CFL guy out there. He was like, man, he seen me walk out. He said, man, you like a football player. Like, how you shape? I was like, yeah, I played football for a while, but I just, I'm transferring to rugby now. He said, oh, you think about playing rugby? I was like, yeah. He said, well, you know, I got somebody that I know that I want to recommend you to. I feel like you'll be a monster. Hmm. I was like, all right, let's get this workout in, and then you can tell me after. So we went through the workout. We're racing 200 meters, and then he, he sees me like, man, like, you like very fast, bro. You have to be like a four three forty guy. Yeah. He said, you know, it's crazy how you ain't get any notice of any sports, football, you know, or anything. He said, but you know, I think this guy would be great for you. So he was the actual one. His name was Fabian. That got the offer. Like he got the uh, yeah the invite from Peter. Yeah. So what he did is he recommended me to Peter. He mm-hmm. gave me Peter's phone number. He texted Peter and sent my highlights. Mm-hmm. So then when I got home, I messaged Peter. And we set up a date of when we was going to, uh, you know, get on a call. And then, you know, he asked me, like, look, if you can get here, that would be very great. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. And the tryout starts this week. He said, we just need you to fill out these things and get it in. So what I did is I filled out every anything that he threw at me. <laughs> got me playing ticket. Yeah. And, I, and I was in Denver. I was ready. Man, what a find. And I bet that was, like, such a quick the- – this other question I had is like, how do you make the decision to come? Like, it just happened so fast, and I would assume like, there's probably some reservation in your mind, right? Being a, you know, with COVID and stuff going on, but like, you know, how did how did you make that decision to get on that plane? Um, I just I believe in like, if you want to be great, you have to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't I didn't have any second thoughts. I was like, like I told my girl, I said, look, we're getting on this plane and we're going to Denver. And once we get there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this tryout, and we're gonna have to move back to them. <laughs> and we're gonna move over there. Yeah. And said, okay. And you and you wasted no time, right? Like, that's literally like exactly what happened because I know you were one of the first guys to report. You've been here for a while now, right? Uh, yeah, I've been here since December 10th. So yeah, this is the crazy thing. So after the camp, they you know they told me, all right, you, you got the contract. Yeah. What's the earliest you can come? So the lease that I had was a year-to-year lease. Yeah, the, the landlord switched it to a month-to-month lease right before the tryout. Oh, so nice easy out then. <laughs> yes, it just like it just works. It, I don't know, it was like a chain. And then uh, I told Peter, "Look, my lease ends December 10th. Can I fly in that same day?" Yeah, he said yes. So I, you know, left the apartment, got my stuff, got on the plane, and we came here. Jeez, man, that's I mean, it's bananas. It's all just working out perfectly. I love to yeah, see it. Man crazy yeah i'm glad you're here i'm glad i've been getting the chance to get to know you a little bit it's been cool i'm looking forward to watching you guys play um that just kind of leads into the next question just how do you feel that that training's going you know 
like I said, you wasted no time getting out here. So you've been at it for a while. Uh, how do you feel like training's going? I know I talked to Mark Bullock yesterday and uh, he was saying that, that everybody is progressing very quickly. Like he was saying that if this was the same, you know, if he was doing the same stuff with like a D1 club, the process that or the progress that you guys have made in just a couple of weeks would have taken like a month for like any other D, D1 club. So what do you think from, from your perspective, how things going? Um, I think things are going great just because guys are like fully committed to this sport. Yeah. It's something new to them. So everyone's open to learn something new. So everyone's doing their homework. They're watching film and coach Bullock sends it and coach and Trav sends it. Um, they're watching rugby on their time. And then we'll go out, we get extra work in on the field. Like, look, at the practice, you're trying to pass, you're trying to kick. Mm-hmm. I feel like every position, whether we don't care like who's starting or not, yeah, we're not, we, we don't look at each other as like, you know, oh, you know, we're fighting for the position. So that's my enemy. Right. Um, we see each other as family. We help each other. We learn from each other because, you know, not, you know, no one knows everything. Right. So if I believe like, you know, me and Bandy, we both play scrum house. So I believe there's stuff that Bandy knows that I don't know. And there's stuff that I know that he doesn't know. So right. I'm like, look, you know, if I see him doing something great, like he's great at kicking. I'm like, look, Bandy, like, what is your steps for kicking? Right. You know, and it told me, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the, uh, the chemistry is already like looking great. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why training is progressing the way it is. And um, as far as listening, everyone, like, after the camp, no one went home and slacked. Everyone stayed on their uh, their high horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started, they, you know, they worked on their thing that they needed to work on, their weaknesses. So we came back and we was, uh, everyone was healthy. Yeah. As far as, like, uh, training, though, the only, I'll say the only thing that really gets us is probably maybe the altitude yeah. and the hydration. Because, you know, I'm from, you know, I was living in Miami. I know. Miami, with low sea level. And Denver, we're at mile high. So, right. So, yeah, I was going to ask, what, what was the weather like when, when you get on the plane in December and what did you land to? It's been a pretty warm winter, so you, we've been lucky, but it's been colder than Florida, I would venture to guess. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm blessed with this warm winter right now. Yeah. Because in Florida, when I left, it was like 90-something degrees. Jeez. So we from 90 to like, what, 40 here? Yeah. So, I mean, and as I'm talking to you, the snow's flying today pretty good. It's one of the better snows we've had this year already. So... Uh, I hope you're staying warm. I hope you're adapting to the weather. I know uh, when we had a lot of the New Zealand guys here last year, uh, one of the things I would ask them was how they would adapt to the to the air. And a lot of them said stuff that I – because I'm from here. Like, I'm, I'm born, raised in Denver, so I'm used to it. But um, even though they were like, man, I got to wake up and just pound water every day. My nose and my mouth are so dry all the time. So I can imagine that's a big, uh, big difference from Miami. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Malik, I wanted to ask you if there's anybody that's kind of caught your eye. So you being like somebody that has prior rugby experience, you know, you've been involved in some in some first practices. You've seen, I'm sure, a lot of different uh, skill levels of guys. And, and these are all, you know, everybody on the XOs, elite athlete, um, you know, awesome, you know, at everything they've done, football, basketball, anything like that. But like who if has caught your eye? Who's picking up the game pretty quickly? Who should we watch out for? Right now, the one that I'll say that's like fairly new and is picking up quickly is uh, Jalen. Mm-hmm. So Jalen, when I first got here, he came in like maybe a week or two after. Yeah. But Jalen, every every time, like every day, we came in the gym. Jalen was there at like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah. He's doing is he doing his line out passes? He's lifting, line out passes, lifting. He's doing it in between sets, and then I'll be there all day. So yeah. I'll walk. I'll watch him leave, eat, come back in do line-out passes in the afternoon. 
line out passing, stretching, line out passing. He'll throw me up there. Hey, catch these for me. What do you think about these? And then he'll be working on his EDDs, which yeah. is like everyday drills right. to work on. You know, so he's working on passing and everything. And then late at night, he'll come in there again, get extra work in, and do more line out passes. But he'll play a game with himself where if he don't hit a certain amount in a row, mm-hmm. he cannot go home yet. Jeez. He's so grinding, like, man. He's really in the lab then. So that man's fully dedicated. And <laughs> I watched him like in practice. Like I remember in practice, we was practicing line outs and Jalen was hitting everyone in the spot. Yeah. And Coach Crab and Mose was like, man, like this dude line out pass has been crazy. Like he's been hitting everyone on the spot. I said, Coach, like he's been putting a lot of time into it. Right. And Coach, you know, that's, he said, even though it's a lot of time, still like, and that little short amount of time, he still he learned how to do perfect lineout passes. It's amazing. I said, yeah, coach, like this man is fully dedicated. So yeah, I mean that's like awesome. Jean-Lin and uh, it, there's a tie too. I say Jalen and um another one I like is Chase. Yeah, Chase is a that stays in the gym and he's always you know in his book studying. He's working on his scrums. He's working on his passing. We playing a little touch games. He yeah, on his touch touch his uh his offloads everything so those two are the ones that amazing i've seen on online that every ounce of chase's free time it looks like he's been watching rugby like whether it be you know old international matches or something like this seems like this has like consumed his brain yeah i forgot that he's new to the sport (laughs) yeah that's a good thing i suppose (laughs) so so malik i mean that's awesome stuff i know i'm itching to to start seeing you guys play some match i don't get to observe as much as i'd like to right now but you know hopefully as we continue to progress through the spring and stuff and and some of these matches start popping up uh, i know i'm certainly looking forward to it i bet you guys are ready to go uh hit somebody else too right yeah for sure yeah (laughs) and malik last question i gotta ask you uh you got a super bowl pick who do you think wins the super bowl this year Man, you know I gotta go with Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I like I said, I'm born born and raised in Denver. I cannot like it pains me to see the Kansas City Chiefs be good. So uh, I'm with you, I go Bucks. Oh, I dude, dying. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I was dying. Yeah, the, the, like, the, the you you don't understand like how deep it runs. Like I've been hitting the Chiefs since I was you know, a little kid since I could talk. So go Bucks. I'm with you, Malik. Uh, that's all the questions I got for you, man. I appreciate it a lot. I appreciate you. Thank you. I greatly, yeah, I really greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Malik. <laughs> All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO Scrum Half Malik Bryant. Um, I was very pleased that that Malik said he was rooting for the Bucks there at the end. I cannot have anyone rooting for the Chiefs on my show. Uh, I'm half kidding. But thank you to Malik. Like I say every week, the guest makes this show. Uh, so big shout out to Malik for for carving some time out of his day. Um, come chat with me for a little bit. I caught him on a good day. I caught him on the snowy Tuesday earlier this week. So fortunately, not a lot was going on. He had some time to to come chat with me. So uh, like I said, thank you to Malik. Looking forward to watching him play. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump on the required reading portion of the show. This is something I saw floating around on the internet the past couple of weeks. I saw uh, getting a little bit of hate for some of the comments that Mark Bullock said, but um, it's, you know, it's nothing that Mark never said on our show. He said that a couple months ago. I uh, didn't kick up any dust like that. Um, but this article is entitled Pro Sports, Potsdam, Stone, Clark, Re- Reunited on Same Professional Rugby Team. That's by Alain St. Pierre. And that's an NNY 360, which is powered by the Watertown Daily Times and Northern New York newspapers. That is a huge title. Um, but wanted to make sure I touched on this. It was kind of a cool story. Um, and it's about... 
Dan Stone and Sean Clark, which is two guys that are at the, you know, part of the XOs. They're at, they were at the Academy November camp. They were both on the show. I didn't connect the dots that they're both, both from Potsdam, uh, which is on me, but it was a cool story. Just kind of talking about like, they went to high school together. And if you remember Sean saying that he went to prep school for his last year of high school to play football. So he left Potsdam and, you know, they didn't see each other, obviously in college. Dan's been out here for a while in, in Denver uh, they reunited at the camp. So it's kind of a cool story, just kind of passed across. It was cool. I wanted to make sure I shared it, especially since both these guys had been on the show. So make sure you go check that out. As always, I will link that article um, in the article that houses this podcast. So make sure if, if you're listening to this, you go track that down um, and read that article. It's a good story. Uh, and that'll do it for required reading. So we'll go ahead and jump into the loop. That's how we close the show every week. Um, I wanted to jump into the loop, starting out by saying I will be on the Rugby Rant podcast next Wednesday, February 3rd. I'll be chatting with Ty Braga and those fellas, so if you want to come support me, that'd be awesome. Um, the, the show is broadcast on Facebook Live in the Rugby Fan Zone, I believe it's called, uh, or MLR Fans. Let me look really quick. This is bad podcasting, but I, I want to make sure I get it right. MLR Fan Zone, that's right. Uh, Ty Braga will, will broadcast an MLR Fan Zone. Um, I would assume we're going to talk a lot about the Crossover Academy, but it sounds like it's a, a pretty like topic show, and the topics are decided based on what people vote on in the group. So um, if, you, if you're interested in anything in particular, go in the MLR Fan Zone, put in a topic, we can vote on it. But if you want to come uh, check me out, make sure you do that on February 3rd. I believe that's at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I know it's something that's been in the works for a few months, and so it's nice to, to finally check that off the calendar, and I think it should be a co- good conversation. Um, it'll be nice to hear what other people have to have to say and have to think about this program, so I'll be happy to talk all about everything that I know. Uh, so I'm still in transitioning, I guess, to a different point. I'm still working on a cool project. Hopefully have an update on that in the next week or so. I've had some productive calls this week. Um, sounds like it's really going to happen. I'm excited about all that. Uh, so make sure you keep up with that. And the best way you can do that, keep up with everything we've got going on here at DNVR Rugby is by following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Make sure you check out all of our content and all of the other great Denver sports, Colorado sports, Boulder, CSU content out at the DNVR.com. Um, that's where you can find all our stuff, find all the podcasts, all the rugby articles you want. Um, go check us out there. And with that, that's my show. So thank you to everybody for listening. I hope you had a great day. I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. And I will catch you all back here next week.